The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we are. Here we are. Live. Live from Santa Rosa. It's Friday Friday night. night. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a little punchy today, so we'll see how, how A, snarky, B, silly, and C, just plain stupid I get. Well, well, that's okay. I'm just at the other side of the coin. I'm like, okay, okay, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Of course, you know. That's only because I'm trying to tell myself that, so I stay there. Yeah, well, whatever. What, what does my thing, right? So it's been almost a month since we've had a live show. I know. And a live show that we sat across from each other. Yeah, that's right, because I was sick. Yeah, the last live show you were sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a weird month. Yeah, long, weird, and strange. Long, weird, Mercury retrograde. Oh, man, is that not? We're almost to the end of it. Yeah, and I understand that a lot of times, as I said to somebody, I don't care, I'm just throwing it on there because it feels good to say that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's no longer whether it really is or not because it's just like fine. It gives us something to blame it on, and and that feels better. It's not my fault. It's not just bad luck. It's stupid Mercury retrograde. Right. I'm not being cursed. <laughs> it's Mercury retrograde. <laughs> you know, that's the big Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah, so, and then, of course, you know, we're all gearing up for the Mystic Fair and the Hoodoo Heritage Festival that's yeah. all this weekend. So, there's all that. Tomorrow. I know. I know. So, we all are various stages of prepped or humored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, today I went up to Lucky Mojo to get a few things and to collect my my author's box of books. Yeah. Because uh, my book, Cashbox Conjure, is officially out now, so that's fun. And uh-huh. Yeah, for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, I'm doing a workshop on money magic, mm-hmm. so if you are coming to that workshop you get a free copy of the book and all of the those copies will be signed so i spent a large part of my afternoon today signing signing a case of books and <laughs> and now your hand is over overused on that yeah i found yeah. a a pretty gold pen there you I go i thought that, that was nice and fancy for money magic right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there you go so, yeah, how have you been for the last month? <laughs> By golly, that's like, uh, how do I explain that? Well, you know, it's been, I haven't gotten sick, um, you know, in terms of I had a little bout there with not feeling really good but mm-hmm. not having any kind of a cold or anything. So I took care of myself and, you know, did that. But all my friends and family members and uh, alternate groupings of people all have been falling by the wayside with illness <laughs> yeah. and um but you know uh it's been just a month you know with yeah. with just doing the things that I need to do yeah um having some clients that come through that are really great and some clients that are very challenging uh which always keeps me on my toes right. because then I have to kind of it's like really get in there and and find the the kernels of what I need to find to help them right and um, watching the whole preparation start to amp up as we get closer into the to the festival and the fair. Mm-hmm. And um, I got my hair colored again with my purple, so I'm nice and high energy on that. <laughs> it's always good to get your hair did. I know, I know. And then 
the other side of the coin, took my car in to see why I have a certain clunk. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did that during the last month myself. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, well, they're going to have to talk to me next week, and that's good because, truthfully, they don't think it's really bad, but they still need to have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't be without it for the next yeah. four days. Yeah. So, and just, you know, watching, you know, good television, binging on the new One Day at a Time. Oh, nice. Which is really fun. It's kind of like it makes me laugh, and it does have, you know, poignant things about what's going on. It's a Latino family, so, of course, it's, you know, it's got a lot of that um, aspects, but it's got, you know, poignant things to that and just Mm -hmm. circumstances, so I get to kind of zone and uh, hang with my dogs and hang with, you know, my house, mm-hmm. and that's about it. That sounds lovely. I know. It's just one of those, like, I've lived my life what month. Mm. That's nice. Which is good. I'm glad. Yeah. I've had really dramatic times. It doesn't mean that family members or situations aren't in drama, but I'm not. Oh, good. Yeah. But so how was your month? My month was the opposite of yours. <laughs> one of I got days. sick. Uh-huh. That was a bummer. Uh-huh. Because I was sick, I started to binge watch uh, all of the seasons of Survivor <laughs> are on Hulu, so I've been working my way through those. <laughs> and my kids started watching it with me, so now I have to wait for her to watch them. Oh, so, dear. And I drove the seven hours to Los Angeles oh. with the 16-year-old, and we had mom and daughter adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're curious and you want to see some of our amazing snapshots, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> my name's Phoenix Lefay on Instagram, and I made the hashtag Phoenix and Trinity, although I discovered there's someone else who's been using that hashtag. Apparently, her kids' names are Phoenix and Trinity. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Oh, well. There are photos of us at Disneyland and photos of us at the Santa Monica Pier and photos of us at Harry Potter World, which was fucking awesome. I'm just going to say I loved Harry Potter World so much. Mm-hmm. I spent way too much money at Universal Studios at, in Harry Potter World. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, we went to Marilyn Monroe's grave. We What else did we do? I mean, that's the bulk of it. There were other famous people at that graveyard, but we just wanted to see Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. yeah. And we did some, like, chill stuff, too. We had a cute little place that we stayed, and we hung out and watched Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and ate pizza and looked at the view and we heard coyotes every night and uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then I got home. This is the best part. I drove seven hours home. Mm-hmm. I walked in the door and I said to Guion, I'm not feeling so hot. I feel a little nauseous. And then I threw up. I don't do that, right? Like oh sometimes some people are just like pukers. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. What, if if that happens, that's usually a portend of more trouble to come. Mm-hmm. So I was losing my mind because the next morning I had to get up at 5 a.m. to fly to Philadelphia and teach a weekend intensive. <laughs> this is always how it happens for me. Yeah. So I start eating Pepto like it's Easter candy. Yeah. Uh, and chill. And instead of, like, rushing around and packing, I'm just moving slow. And I did some laundry and I watched a little TV and I woke up kind of, I, I had no more episodes. I don't even like to say the word. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I had no more episodes, but I woke up, you know, feeling a little off, but much better. Mm-hmm. So I just was very cautious with what I ate the rest mm-hmm. of the weekend. But Gwen and I went to Philly, mm-hmm. and we taught an in, a weekend intensive on using myth and story and creating ritual arcs with mm-hmm. myth and story. And it was amazing. It was the most uh, adept and talented and mm-hmm. skilled group. They all. I learned so much from everyone. Everyone shared skills and advice and information, and it wow. was fun. Mm-hmm. And the place we stayed was beautiful. And then I got home and jumped, literally the next day, jumped back into work because one of my employees had a family emergency. So I had to cover shifts that I wasn't anticipating. Oh, my God. So it's just been go, go, go. And this weekend's the fair. Uh-huh. Next weekend's my birthday. Yeah, she was bemoaning the fact that she turns 40, 40. 40 next week. Oh, my gosh. I'm freaking out. But that's it. I'm like, okay, that's it. I have a, a few little workshops mm-hmm. at the shop. 
I might be doing something in Sacramento next month. Mm-hmm. And that's it until I go to witch camp in the summer. And then I'm I'm going to witch camp. I'm not teaching. I'm not facilitating. I'm going. Right. See? You're giving yourself a break. Yeah. So I have some spaciousness between now and the summer and over the summer. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm going to work very hard. Mm-hmm. Keep that <laughs> She says this with all honesty and intent. I can see how intent she yes. is. Yes. 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 Yeah. I, on the other hand, I might start taking side bets here. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. But, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was, that sounds very, you know, um, as really, I I find that sort of like the other arc of where I've been. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, we were holding the balance. I'm holding the, the ground. Yeah. So, well, that's okay, because by the time you're holding the ground here, I'm going to be going to Arkansas right. in July, June, July. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, another one of those exciting times where, from what I gather, she, my daughter, will be getting um, some dental stuff taken care of, which isn't as bad as it was a few months ago. Yeah. And my granddaughter turns three. So, Yay. You know, holy crap. I, really? Yes. Wow. That went fast. I know. I know. It was, it was like Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, she was busy. They didn't have a good, you know, their Easter was kind of flat. My daughter had gotten somehow there was a sickness that Aww. she got sick after her daughter got sick because, you know, yep. uh, that kind of thing went. And so by Saturday, it was snow. It was, no, it was raining. Mm. So they couldn't they couldn't do an Easter egg hunt that they'd planned to go mm. to in right. the local area. And she was not feeling good my daughter and so the next day was easter and they didn't buy anything for easter and by then it was raining mm. so they did something and they called we talked and they were doing bubble blowing the big huge yeah. bubbles and oh my god she, aurora my daughter granddaughter just picks this thing up and goes bam and bam and bam and slamming it around and all these bubbles are going and they've got a wood floor so my daughter's running around with this <laughs> she said well this is good we're washing the floor now <laughs> but it was her you know it was just the fact that this little girl finally discovered how to do bubbles. Yeah. So, cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Nice. Really cute. So, But that was the other side of family life, going 500 miles away. Yeah. But um, so I think we should probably, you know. Talk about our show. Talk something. about our show and, and kind of open up the, the door to that. Yeah. You know, since this is Ask a Witch. Ask a Witch. I'm still, I'm, I say this every time, and this is our third Ask a Witch uh-huh. episode. And I want to make like a little theme song. So like, Ask a Witch. See, now there you know. go. It would be something we could create just for our little intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, so we got some fabulous and fascinating questions. Uh, and not all of them will be answered tonight. Not all of them made the cut. Right. There were a few questions. I'm just going to be honest here. I'm not sure if they were legit, mm-hmm. if someone was trolling us. Mm-hmm. But there were some very interesting questions that I will not, that won't make it to the airing of our show tonight. I mean, we really do believe in trying to answer the questions that come in on, you know, whatever the format we are now in. But there's always the line. Yeah, we have to draw the line, you know, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah, and I didn't, I I printed these out, but I didn't put them in any specific order. Do we want to just start at the top, or do I Well, um, gee, gosh, golly, gee, willikers, I think, let's start with the one that's got the number two on our list. Oh, okay. It's got so much in there okay, that yeah. we can address that first. Okay. Okay. So, this question comes from Suzanne. And she said, I have found some strange things, and I believe they are attempts at hexing or spells. And then we have a list of these things, and I think we're going to maybe address those one by one. So I'm going to skip all the things that she's listed. And then she says, is this something? If so, what do they mean? Is this something, and how do I undo it? How do I protect it against the future? And how do I go after the person? How do I know who that person is? Right? So we got a lot of questions here. Yeah, we do here. A lot. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe we just go through, should I read all these things? Well, you know, why don't we just, let's just do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So here are some of the things that Suzanne has found. Small eggs 
or eggs filled with thread. Um, outside, not red. not red. I don't know why that's specifically notated, yeah. but outside in their backyard, two keys tied together with red thread in the house, two snail shells. Um, they're heavy. They look like they're a pair. One has a hole in it, and this was found in a kitchen drawer. Three brass tokens, and there are three people that are in her household, um, and they are tokens from a specific place that um, shut down several years ago. Three pairs of her husband's underwear tied in knots around a little girl's T-shirt, which is creepy as hell, uh, leaves that appear to have writing on them, coins, U.S. currency with writing on them, toilet paper folded into origami, uh, looks like an open jaw, lots of symbols re resembling specific letters, uh, and there, that's what we have. So the first thing I want to say, and I, I just want to say this before we dig into it, I do not believe that people are cursed or hexed as often as they would like to believe. I agree. The energy and effort it takes for someone to actively do magic against you is a big effort, and uh, it's not just going to happen by happenstance. So... With that said, if you are par a paranoid human, and I am, I am a paranoid human, so I just mm -hmm. want to name that, it is really easy to have some things that are totally unrelated and just random mm -hmm. start to look like signs and symbols. Right. So really the question is, how do you know when it's a legitimate sign or when it's just you being paranoid? Right. Right? But I will also say some of the things she's listed here are creepy as fuck and could be signs that something is mm -hmm. not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Truly. And I agree here. So um, especially when you have things with leaves with writing on them. Yeah. You know, again, when we get something and we don't know what the writing is, mm -hmm. there are ways to do magic by writing good things on leaves or writing things that you want to get rid of and yeah. you let float away. Yeah. And, of course, it's going to land somewhere. Right. See, so... Um, again, that kind of makes me look at it going, well, what was written on it? If yeah. you knew you could read it, what was written on right. it? Right, because it says leaves that appear to have writing on them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So on one hand, that could be problematic. Mm -hmm. uh, on another hand, that could just be you're finding someone's work yeah. at a quinky dink. Right. And on the third hand, that could just be you're seeing something that's not there. Right, that no. just looks, I mean, because a lot of times we will see things that look like faces yeah. in rocks yeah. and things. So, of course, we will see things right. in terms of right. what may be in front right. of us. The thing, and I wish we could talk to this person, the thing that's, that I am uncomfortable with is the things in the house. Mm -hmm. um, keys tied together in a house, um, eggs filled with thread in their backyard, mm -hmm. um, snail shells that are uh, have holes in them in a drawer, uh, underwear tied in knots, right? right? And I don't know where the currency and things were found, but, you know, all, if these things were found in your home, who's putting them there? Right, if you know that they weren't there when, you know, like you didn't just move into the house yeah. and that was found and right. you cleaned out the drawers and you put your stuff in there right? and you found these things, then it would be something from someone else. Right. But if you're finding them in the house yeah. after you've been there and gone through things, like you know it's there. Yeah, and she mentions here that there are three people who live in the house and one is an adult child. So maybe... I don't want to start stirring up shit for this family, but maybe one of the people in this house is doing magic. Yeah. Because not all of this is bad. Two keys tied together with a red thread, that could be spell magic to keep a solid relationship. Right. You know, are you right. and your husband having relationship trouble? Maybe your adult child is trying to do magic to keep you together. Right. Potentially. Right. You know, the brass tokens, um, the U.S. currency with writing on them, these things are, are not necessarily negative signs. Right. They could right. be good things. Yes, for money, for yeah. for the consciousness of prosperity yep. in, in terms of the family and the individuals. Right, right. So, so it's difficult to know, Are the, you know, and we could potentially do a reading, I suppose, to see, like, is this something that she needs to be worried about? But I don't necessarily get a negative vibe from all of these things, what I would say is you've got to know who's been coming in your house. Mm -hmm. If you're worried that you're being cursed or that someone's doing negative work against you, you've you got to know who that person is, especially if they're coming in your house. I mean, let's be real. 
Yeah, and it can be either, it could very easily be a, another family member that's coming in. Yeah. Uh, what, who's visiting the adult child. Right. You know, I mean, there are things that are outside of the situation. And then, you know, is the the adult child have a girlfriend that she doesn't want have the family so, have the person so entwined with the family. Sure. Or, you know, I mean, there are some things we don't have more information on but right. i guess to answer to answer her question is this something i would say yes yeah it's are, something there's something it's something and the other thing i'll throw in there if someone is doing work whether it's for good or for ill they're not doing a very good job because you keep fucking finding it right i need to watch my mouth i'm very cursy tonight i'm sorry it's okay i'm sorry it's i'll right. check myself <laughs> but you, you keep finding these things that's not good work right uh-huh. <laughs> no the whole idea when you're when somebody is cursing somebody yeah. you don't leave that to be found you know no you don't and my sense here is is that you know the shells um, and the coins, I think we talked about the coins. I think they mean prosperity. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can, you know, pull a couple of cards here and, and just go yes, no, yes, no. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess so, we should probably take my cards out. That would be ideal. Yeah. And we should, you know, kind of get ourselves focused on this situation and then just literally decide what's going on here in terms of that and go from there. And so. you know the thing is, if you if you're finding these things and it's oogging you out, you know you you actually have some power here because you can get rid of these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So, you know. All right. Okay. So, let's see. First question we'll go with is: Is this something? You know, just get ourselves organized. Do you want me to go first? You want yeah. to go first? Okay, I got the high priestess, so it's a yes. Is it something? Is that what you asked? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got the emperor. Okay. Um, so I would tell you that with the high priestess, that is magic, that is, you know, the, the spiritual wisdom, the doing something in silence. Mm-hmm. So there is something being done. Now, you know, is it good or bad? You know, I would, I would, my second part of that would be, is it good? Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, I pulled the Three of Cups. Oh. So that seems to say yes. I pulled the King of Pentacles. Okay, so that's, Again. you know, yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, so I think that gives you a, a sense of first question being answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want to go with, if so, what do the snail shells and coins mean? So we kind of gave our first yeah. impressions of what it is. Yeah. So we'll go with what do the snail shells mean? Hmm. I got the moon. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Uh, with that, for me, it's, um, it is... That's the card represents Kate to me. It represents, you know, the dynamics of the dark, the mysteries. Um, it is also the addictive, you know, um, it's it's the dark side of the moon process. And I would say at this point, I'd say that there is a burden that this person, the person that's doing it, is carrying, mm-hmm. and this is what they're trying to, you know, they're trying to deal with it through the magic. Yeah. Yeah, I have the two of swords. Uh-huh. So there is, there it, it's not negative, but it it is definitely crossroadsy. Yes, right. Something yeah. is. Um, someone's to me, my impression and the feeling I get reading through all of this is someone's trying to hold some shit together. Yeah. And and it's not theirs to hold together. Uh-huh. You know, so it might be that someone is doing magic or doing spell work to help, and it's not actually helping, and and it's. It's not being done with permission, so it's right. a little bit coercive. Right, right, right. Because the the coins. I mean, when you look at the three coins, and there are three people yeah. Yeah. trying to keep the family together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I would probably go with those. That kind of giving you an idea there. Yeah. And um, if this is something, how to undo it? Right. Well, you know. Cleanse your house. Yeah. Take anything that you found and burn it. Mm-hmm. Cleanse your house. Do a thorough cleansing. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then put protection and put protection and protection. And I would say when you do the cleansing, release it with the least amount of judgment you can. Yeah. Because if this is something someone as our as we've been sort of feeling, is it something someone is trying to do as a helpful process? Right. You want to at least when you undo something, that energy retracts back to the sender in some form. Yeah. Yeah, so you you don't, you know, the the last question here is how to do after the person if you know who it is. I'm never a fan of that retaliative magic. Exactly. That, that just gets into a tit for tat and it keeps going and it gets mm-hmm. ugly, you know. At mm-hmm. some point someone has to wash their hands of the situation and let it go, you know. And that's a very good thing to do, actually, is if you do know the person yeah. or think you know who it is, yeah. write their name on a bar of soap. And basically continue to wash <laughs> and use that to rinse away the individual's energy from you. I love that, Elvira. Holy shit. I need to implement. I'm still cursing. I'm so sorry. It's okay. This is good. I need to implement some of that in my life. Well, it's something that. I love that. Yeah. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I, when I suggest this with clients, it's like um, the other side, I take one side with the person's name on it, and the other side is, you know, may they go away forever, may they be rinsed down, the, yeah. you know, may they be the, the release come up. Right. So it's something that you feel uh, speaks what you're feeling, not out of fear, but just of release. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, keep in mind where we work in the world of hoodoo, but we're also witches, so we don't approach work necessarily like other hoodoo practitioners. Of course. So, you know, which of is course. often where some of these questions come from. Right. You know? Right. And, I, you know, when, when reading this, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's very hoodoo energy. Yeah. And especially when you've got small eggs filled with thread. Yeah. And snail shells and, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of stuff. But so. to protect from the, for the future, like, that's, that's you know, you set up protections. You put... You put amulets in your doorway, you put things in the window, you put specific stones like uh, black tourmaline on every window ledge, mm-hmm. you set up boundaries, you create a, a symbol mm-hmm. that you can draw in the air in every entryway and right. exitway to your home, including electric sockets and stovepipes and mirrors, right. Right? right? Right. And then you are diligent with your spiritual hygiene. Mm-hmm. And you cleanse regularly, and you reinforce your protective ward right. and shields regularly. Right. Because that's, whatever this is, is definitely not done in either of our opinions from our readings. Yeah. That they're evil. No. It's amateur. Yes. Yeah. But it's not, I don't think it's negative. No. Not from, from this. It just feels like, you know, even the underwear yeah. Around a little girl's, you know, T-shirt. So a, a girl, a female energy, wanting to tie the male energy to the female energy. Right. Unless it was something that happened in, as you were mentioning uh, before the show, in yeah. the dryer where right. things get tied together whether, right. you know, we know it or not. Yes, because there's definitely also a thread here of things that could easily be dink. Right. And when you're looking for signs and symbols. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my laundry, and <laughs> my sock and my husband's sock were tied together. What does it mean? Well, it means they got tied together during the drying right. cycle. Right, Not the end of the world. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, my robe tied around yeah. my, you know, my bra. It's right. Like, okay, right. you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, and it, it's, a, it's, it's a fine line in figuring out, like, is is this a sign or a symbol I need to be worried about, or is mm-hmm. this just a dink? And I don't really believe in coincidence. I do think that things happen for a reason, synchronicity happens for a reason, and there's enough synchronicity and things in this email that make me question it. If I was this person, I'd start going, huh, this is too many weird things in a row. You know, I think that this is definitely legitimate. But just be cautious moving forward, because the other thing I've found with clients is when they've been actively worked against and they do the cleansing work, they're waiting for the negative energy to come back in. It's almost an invitation. Right. They, right? They, it's like saying, okay, now that it's done, it can happen. Ah, right. No. I'm just waiting. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. So be cautious when you've, you know, from any perspective, if you've had some negative work done against you or if you've just picked up the negative things in the world yeah and you do a cleansing don't start thinking the cleansing is not going to work or that 
the curse is going to come back. It will. It will be uh, literally. It will draw that back to you. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of energy. Yeah. So, well, that was. That's very uh, intriguing, including well, the origami that toilet paper. Now that's interesting. Toilet paper uh, folded into origami with an open jaw. Yeah. Honestly, that one feels like a stretch to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't want to credit anything here, and I totally understand how scary it can feel, mm-hmm. but that one like, you know, the, that actually be nothing. Right, right. Okay, wow. That was, yay. yay. I hope that was helpful, Suzanne. Best of luck. Truly. Do a cleanse Definitely. on your home and yourself and your husband and your adult child. Yes. <laughs> be, be cautious and clean, you know, do your cleaning and then do your protection. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good luck to you. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. So where do we go? Where do we go? We have, we have so many here. Um, oh, I know. We're gonna. We have time. Well, we actually should be doing our break. Oh well, let's take a break and then we'll come back. And we'll. The fairy one will be fun. The fairy one. Fairy loyalty candle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll be back. We'll be back. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Holly, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We're back again. <sighs> Yay. All right. Okay, so, Alexis M., my fairy loyalty candle burst into flames after I performed an inv- invocation and bonding meditation of Allegba and Egyptian goddess Isis. It happened during me waving my hand over the flame of Allegba. What does this mean? Go for it, girl. <laughs> I have some very strong opinions about this whole situation, so I want to just say in advance, Alexis, um, I'm concerned about some things in this email, right? First, fairy loyalty candle. I'm not sure if this is a typo or if this means something specific, but fairy and Allegba and Isis do not go together, right? Period. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Allegba is a is a deity from a very specific tradition that requires initiation. So if you're working with Papalegba, Alegba, that energetic, and you have not been initiated into that system, do not work with Alegba. That's my very strong personal opinion, and Elvira may disagree. But my my appealing my my very strong opinion is when it comes to the Afro Caribbean deities, you do not mess around. These are not gods to be trifled with. No, they're very the, to use the concept of the jealous god yeah. or goddess, it would be very much you are very dedicated. Yes. and um, You need to know what you're doing. You really do, and that's why they want you to be initiated yes. and work with the, the various priestesses or priests that are of that tradition. Yes. I mean, obviously, we all love the the. We all of us have been attracted to the energies, yeah. but it it it's very very intense, and I think that is probably your exploding candle. Yeah, the Afro Caribbean gods are not ones to to fuck around with. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a fairy candle and a legba that is mixing metaphors. Mm-hmm. That is folding, and I fold traditions over all over the time, all over the place. Right, right. My personal pantheon, I have 
five specific deities that I am work in dedication to that are all from different traditions, mm-hmm. all from different pantheons, mm-hmm. different parts of the world. So I get it. But I don't mix and match them in specific ritual right. this way, especially right. with the Afro-Caribbean gods. And Allegla is the opener of the way. He's the one that connects you to the other Afro-Caribbean gods. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, if you haven't been trained by a priest or a priestess of that tradition, right. I wouldn't recommend it. And Isis also does not go with fairy, and Isis does not go with Allegla, mm-hmm. right? Personally, in my in my work, when I am doing devotional work, mm-hmm. I am working with this deity and then this deity mm-hmm. in separate capacities. I'm not calling in Thor and Bridget and Baba Yaga into the same ritual mm-hmm. unless it's something I've been doing very specifically for my own personal practice, and I already know it's going to work out for them, right? right? If this is something new and I'm invoking Olegba and Isis and I'm calling on fairy loyalty through this pro- that uh, to me that is a recipe for disaster i'm not surprised that your candle burst into flames i'm not surprised it happened during the time where, where you were specifically communicating with Olegba. i would take it as a sign that this is not an acceptable ritual especially mm-hmm. for Olegba. Mm-hmm. and i would make sure if you're not already that you're working with someone trained a priest or a priestess in an atr Afro tradition, African traditional religion, right? Mm-hmm. That's what ATR stands for. To make sure you are doing right by these gods, right? Because they have specific offerings and specific taboos and specific things that are very strict. Yes. I mean, you work with different pantheons. There's some of them that are have a more fluid base, right? And are more open to kind of a little mixing. But you really need to be very conscious of what you're doing in terms of the African-American and the African tradition. And the deal here, and this is part of why I believe this and part of why I think it's logic to me, right? Mm -hmm. Isis is, is the Egyptian goddess. The ancient Egyptian gods fell by the wayside, they have not been continuously worshipped in an unending lineage since their inception. Right. They felt they became historical. Mm-hmm. They became mythological. Mm-hmm. They they no longer were devoted to. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's there's always been quiet little pockets and sects of people who worshipped Isis always. Mm-hmm. But the grand power of Isis has ebbed and ebbed and ebbed. Right. Right. And it's getting a resurgence now because of neo paganism. Oh. Word. It's okay. It's, I forgive you. She's getting a resurgence, but it's not the level of Jesus, for example. Right. Jesus is, is a has a lot of power because of the amount of worshipers of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Elegba, on the other hand, does come from a lineage that has not been broken for many, many thousands of years. Yes. And so his energy... Um, you know, we couldn't step into an ancient Egyptian ritual and do that ritual because it's been lost. Right. You can step into an ancient African ritual and do that ritual, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're setting yourself up for trouble. Right. So it's better to work in that tradition very respectfully with mm-hmm. those gods, very respectfully, and know what you're doing and who you're working with. And if you are trained or you are in training, yeah. then, um, because, again, you haven't said in your email yeah. whether or not that this is, is something you've done, then it would be also something you should talk to your priest or priestess, the teacher that you're you're studying with, yes. if this is something that you can do. Yes. Because, again, it doesn't mean that you would get a definitive no if they felt that there was a channel they could help you open, but it would be through their guidance and mentoring, not necessarily just arbitrarily doing it on our own. Yeah, and keep in mind, Olegba is often looked at as what we might consider in a more European focus, the trickster. Right. Right? So there is an energetic here. For a flame to kind of blow up as you're talking to that deity, there's a trickster force there. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something... This is something definitely worth exploring in mm-hmm. your private practice, but mm-hmm. but with the appropriate experienced priest or priestess to help you so you're doing it the right mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't come across like preachy or yeah. condemning. No, and I don't want it to come across. I don't want that 
you know, I don't want any shame to be attached to this, but like those those Afro-Caribbean gods, I I you just don't mess around with those energies. They are powerful, they're intense, and they have to be worked with the right way. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. that's helpful. I believe it is. If and I think that you all know I can get preachy to get me on a soapbox. <laughs> and I, don't get me started. I'm listening to a new audiobook, The Discovery of Witches. Isn't it wonderful? It's great. <gasps> but they keep. I'm, I'm only a couple chapters in, but they keep. It's an audiobook. They yeah. Keep saying Maybon, and every time they're like, "What are you doing for Maybon?" It. I, my hackles raised because oh, I freaking hate it, Maybon. It's that, not, it's it gets not, it gets better. It's not. It's just you know. one of those things. I have all three of the books. Oh, there's on, three. There's three. It's oh, a good. trilogy, oh, the All Souls trilogy. Nice. And I am, you know, my my deceased husband was named Matthew, so oh, okay. it's very kind of like I've just been introduced. It's him. like, oh my gosh. So no, I but I love it. So my my ultimate soapbox <laughs> is have my feelings about calling the autumn equinox Maybon. Ugh. Well, it, ugh. All right. Well, Sorry. it's okay. It kind of. <laughs> I'm such it, a it's okay. We we have fun. This is this is the part where you get to see it. You know, we we not only have have knowledge, but we got darn human. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're darn human. Absolutely. Okay. So um, let's see. Oh, we have um, uh, from Karen S. Karen S. Yes. I noticed since I was a little girl, I had this natural energy, which I didn't quite understand. It just felt like pleasure and fiery in my palms of my hands. As I got older, it got stronger, and I've noticed I've had, I had other natural gifts, too. too. I'm wondering if it was passed down to me by my ancestors. Yeah. I wonder, um, you know, Karen, if you feel like answering my random questions just because I'm nosy, I wonder what you're doing with this gift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the palms, to use the chakra system just for a minute, because most of us are familiar with chakras. Right. Our, our palms have chakras in them. Right. That's one of our energy centers where we can give and receive energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what you're describing, at least to me, sounds like someone with healing gifts. Right. So I, I'm curious if you're if you're using that, if you're a massage therapist or an acupuncturist or, or a nurse. Or, yeah, or if you're using yeah. your hands in some way of of um doing healing work. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think do we answer this? Yeah, why don't we just, you know, we can just maybe throw a card. Oh, sure. Or you know, give us a card. I love cards. I love the cards. They're always fun. Except when they don't want to shuffle. Yeah. Well, I, I have my little mini deck, so I know your 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 travel size there. So okay. You know, my first inclination, my my like gut is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Well, what do you got, Elvira? I. Do you really want to know? It's the two of pentacles. I'd say that it's a yes. Yeah. That's you know, in my deck, I don't you know, in other decks, of course, it's always the figure eight yeah. going from one hand to the other mm-hmm. with oh, the yeah. yes, with the uh, pentacles above the hand. So it's not they're not in the hands like a juggling act. And um, yes, I would definitely think it is from your ancestors. Yes. And what did you get? I got the page of pentacles. Ooh. So that is a gift. Uh-huh. It's um, you know, literally in this deck I'm using the a mini Rider weight deck. It's not the deck I typically read with. This is my little travel emergency deck. <laughs> but this is you know, we see a young figure who's holding a pentacle in their hand, in the palm of their hand, like as a hand. gift, handing it out right. as a gift. So right. this is you know, often an omen that a gift is coming your way. Right. Uh, and that it's young energy, it's youthful energy. So this is something that will likely get stronger mm-hmm. the more you practice, mm-hmm. the more you work with it. And she says she she's knows she has other natural gifts. So I would definitely say that um, it has been passed down mm-hmm. um, to you by your ancestors. And uh, the world kind of tells me that again, it has a defined an- it's it's part of the generational yeah process of the now possibly from her father's side mm. but you know that doesn't necessarily mean you have to figure it out right yeah so yeah excellent yes yeah so and you know it's I'll tell a funny story here is that when i first started doing the work of just 
meditating and, you know, started learning how to read the tarot, I went to a woman, she's really, she was somebody who had been suggested to me. Yeah. She's this black lady, young woman. Yeah. Her son actually was an actor in one of the popular TV shows at the time, and I have no idea, I can't remember what it was, but kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or some kind of, you know, comedy. And um, But she read the Akashic Records. Oh. And she would literally read it. She would go, and, A-N-D, go to the next level, period. Mm. And then she put, she'd just be literally reading it. And the one thing she said is, she says, go buy plants, put your hands out, and feel the energy, for that is your gift. Mm. And that's this this particular person reminded me of that story of being guided to start to open up to that particular part of where I was, you know, kind of going off into. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, moving along, how are we doing on our? We're good. We're good. I think we should move to to the sigil question. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so you get to read it. All right. (laughs) This comes from Damon. Uh, Question. I have been through a lot in my life. I have found a sigil I would like to have tattooed on myself. Is this safe or should I reconsider? I want the treachery returns to the betrayer sigil. According to what I have read, this is the ninth circle of hell, which is occupied by Lucifer himself. By getting this tattoo, am I going to summon him, or is it just a symbol unless it's charged? Please help. Thank you in advance. Uh, I have many feelings about this one as well. I think you should just jump in, girl. All right. (laughs) First thing, uh, there's a book that was written by Tempest Zakroff called Sigil Magic, Mm -hmm. and it'll address virtually every question you asked here. One of the things Tempest said is you don't charge a sigil. It it it, ha, it it holds the power it holds right. because you've created it. Right. You don't have to charge it. Right. Right. Now, if you're using it for a specific ritual or purpose, you may want to feed a little bit more energy to it and, and give it its purpose. Right. But you don't have to activate it. Right. Right. That's that's not necessarily a thing. Good. The other thing I would say is the sigil represents, and I don't. I'm unfamiliar with this. Sigil. I don't know jack squat about Lucifer and his symbology. So the sigil is treachery returns to the betrayer. That's what the symbol represents, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to summon Lucifer. No. Is that your intention? Is that, you know, is, is your intention to return treachery to the betrayer? Right. The more important thing to remember here about getting a symbol like this tattooed on your body is if you better be impeccable with your word moving forward. Mm-hmm. You better make sure you keep your promises. Mm-hmm. You better make sure that you are super cautious with any little white lies you tell. Right. Because that tattoo also impacts, in fact, it mostly impacts you. Right. That your treachery will return, return to, to you. you. Right. Right? So don't be, don't be worried about summoning Lucifer. That's, that is... That is not something I would be concerned about. I would be more concerned about the impact of making a promise you can't keep and the impact of any, like, any lie is right. going to be amplified. Right. Yeah. And we know in our world and as we go along through our day and through our week that there are things that we don't say 100% in the truth basket. Yeah. We and we lie by omission. Yeah. We we say things with a different meaning so we can you know kind of cover mm-hmm. something to be and polite. To be polite yeah. instead of saying you look like a piece of shit today. Right. You say oh you look really great. Right. Or you know the, and I mean they make jokes about this. They make comedy routines about yeah. it. Yeah. But it is it's a thing. It's a thing. It really is. And I am a heavily tattooed human. I I am very heavily tattooed. And all of my tattoos have a purpose and a meaning. And uh, and I I don't have specifically a sigil tattooed on me, but I have runes. And those runes were picked very specifically. Right. You know, and and every rune, just like a tarot card, it can have its positive and negative energetics. Uh I've invited all of that into my body. Uh Right? So I would be more cautious about what this energy is going to do to your life and less cautious about Lucifer. Right. 
Um, and I don't believe in hell. So mm-hmm. that also makes me maybe not the most perfect individual to ask this question of. Right. Because I don't think you're going to scoop Lucifer out of hell and have to worry about him. Unless you watch the TV show Lucifer, and then I'm sorry, he is kind of ha- handsome and dashing <laughs> with a British accent. <laughs> of course. Of course Lucifer has a British oh, accent. Oh, definitely. <laughs> But read Tempest's book. I think that might also be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and why do you want to get this tattoo? That might also be something to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because your first sentence is, I have been through a lot in my life, that you want to make sure you protect yourself from further betrayal. Maybe look for a symbol or a sigil or create one that is about protection and not necessarily the return of treachery. Right. Right, because then what you're doing is you're creating the shield, the ar- the the light sh- the light armor, yeah. the, whatever you want to envision it as that keeps you protected from the things that have been negative. Right. So, um, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know the thing about is it just as simple unless it's charged. I, I can argue both sides of the fence on that. Mm-hmm. So it's really what do you believe? You know, well, I, I could argue both sides of the fence. I think if I'm looking at a pe- well, for instance, I actually have um, the runic sigils mm-hmm. that we sell both at Lucky Mojo and yeah. you sell at your shop. Yeah. And I picked certain ones that had meanings that I wanted to create, and I made it into a necklace. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, they are – I didn't charge it, like, yeah. set it through the things. I have a um, flower of life that I have some stones on as a grid, and I'll put things I want to, you know, cleanse out extra, you know, stuck energies. Like, I'll wear a lot of things, and then I'll need to cleanse, you know, yeah. sort of clear it. I think more than anything, I look at, re, you know, harmonizing the vibration of all of these little things together. Yeah. But – and which is charging in its own right, but I just think of it as well. It's just a way of my taking it and putting it under the the water, and you know, mm-hmm. just clearing the stuff that I get on a daily basis when I wear this stuff. Yeah. So you know, that may be considered charging or in some way shifting energies. Right. But right. anyway. Yeah. And you definitely so, yeah. wash your body. I'm curious if you've gotten that tattoo, Damon. It's- and what it looks like. I'm gonna. Uh, mm-hmm. The. I'm gonna look it up right now. I got my. Oh, well, there you go. Oh shoot. Um. Yeah, cause I like tattoos and I like sigils. I'm kind of a geek in that regard. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Thanks for your question. That's very very uh, intriguing. So we have. A few minutes left on our clock here and we actually have two small questions do you want to go with them yeah okay um Sharoma asked will I succeed in my studies yeah let's do it <laughs> okay. I was distracted because I did look up that sigil it's, uh-huh what did it mean it's it, it's just a symbol treachery returns to the betrayer and it's okay. it's an it's a fine symbol. Okay. Right. Okay, so let's see if her, she will succeed in her studies. Okay, what did you get, my dear? Let's see. Well, first I got the Knight of Cups. Hmm. Um, which I always take as a distraction, uh-huh. right? So, um, you know, there's not real clear focused energy here. It's a little fluid. It's a little bit um, unsettled. Uh-huh. It's a little bit wishy-washy. Right. Then I have the Ace of Pentacles, which is grounded in stability and structure. So the way I would take this, if you were my reading client, I would say, 
Well, I think you will succeed in your studies, but first you need to work on some of your procrastination issues. You need to work on your focus. You need to get a solid plan. Right. And with a fat, more solid foundation and a clear plan, you'll, you're more likely to succeed. Right. If you don't take that step into that more Ace of Pentacles energy, then you're going to flip-flop and kind of go back and forth and not really find a more solid ground. Right, right. That's what I got. That's what you got. Well, that. Well, I got the King of Wands, mm. which is interesting because I take that as a teacher yeah. or someone who is, um, it's inspirational. It has that fiery action of creativity and, you know, but he's sitting, so he's overseeing. Yep. And so I would say that, you know, there is that. And the star to me is your desire to do well, your your mm-hmm. desire to achieve what you're looking for. But the Six of Wands does oh. say yes. Yep. But it's, again, I guess what I'm seeing here is it's trying to measure up to the teacher's expectations, expectations. Yeah, is really what, what is there. And that can be also there's a distractiveness mm-hmm. to you, whether you're going to do what you do well, mm-hmm. not because of somebody else's expectations, but of what you do well. Yeah. So there you go. There you are. There you are. Congratulations. Yes. And, and focus. And I would have asked and liked to have known what kind of studies. Right. I mean, it does tend to, you know, what yeah. kind of studies are you doing, magical, uh, nursing, whatever. So. Yes, which, you know, leads us to we will be doing another. We've, we're almost out of time tonight. We will do another Ask the Witch segment. And going forward, I'm going to try to remember to say this. If you are asking a question that you want us to do a reading on, Give us a little bit of information. Try to be, uh, without writing a book, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more information is helpful. Yeah, because we can get answers, but, you know, yes you're, going to, yes, you're going to get this, but like that, it's generic. Yeah. I mean, we had the last one, which we will do, is from Patricia, and she says, am I pregnant? Uh, and at this point, <laughs> it's been a little bit of time. I hope you already know, Patricia. Yes, but I, my card is an ace of wands. Ace of wands. It's a yes. Six of wands. Hmm. Six of wands is yes. Yeah. And what I would say is if you are not pregnant, you will be again soon. Yes. Yeah. So it's coming around. Keep trying. That's it. Um, so that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's Say that, Patricia. Really? Really? So. Wow, we got through all of them. We did. We're fast. We're good. Yeah. We're solid. Yay. Okay, so just before we sign off, our next show live from Santa Rosa. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Well, I looked. That's, uh, I looked what I'm going to look for is, I believe it's Lakshmi. That sounds right. <laughs> We're going to talk about the goddess Lakshmi. Yeah. Goddess of prosperity and abundance. Sounds like a plan. The guardian of milk and honey. She is. Yeah. Totally. Sweet. Yep. So there we are. Yay. All right. Well, I hope you have enjoyed our Ask a Witch segment. Yeah. And uh, keep those guys coming. Keep those questions coming. Thanks for listening. Yes. And have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.